Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Hello there and welcome Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here with you on this Tuesday, hour number two, an election day, primary election day in some states. If that is the case in your state, please get out and vote. That is what it takes to make a difference. I mean, there's a lot of things we can do, but that's a big one. Do you live in a rural area? Has your hospital stopped offering certain services? Are you worried that your hospital is going to shut down? According to some reports, we are seeing a mass exodus of hospitals in rural areas. They they point back to where this, this trend began in 2010. It, of course, was in certain ways expedited post-COVID. Is, is what they say, but what else happened in 2010? I feel like there's something else that took place in that time. I, I can't, I'll think about it. Maybe I can remember if I put my brain to it. We have that plus the big announcement today from Hickey Naley. What does it mean? I asked on social media. I'll share some of the answers, some of the thoughts there. What do you think? At 12 noon Eastern, she is offering a state of the campaign address. Kind of an odd thing. What's that all about? Before we get anywhere, though, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now on the leftist coast in the Hollywood Hills, it is 7.07 a.m. On the Ivory Coast, it is 3.07 p.m. In Paris, France, because there's Paris, Texas, it is 4.07 p.m. And of course, right now in Beijing, China, it is 11.07 p.m. That is your new and improved Biden Crime Family Time Check DM, the regular Joe Show, brought to you as it always has been, will be, until we are free of the Biden regime 
at the top of each and every broadcast hour to make sure one can never claim ignorance to the depravity, the illegality, the immorality, and the general stinky ickiness that is the Biden crime family. Those just a few of the locales that they DBA do business as. Now, as I've long said, the states, you know, we 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 talk about a lot of national politics. We've got the big presidential election 259 days away. It is of utmost importance. There's no question about it. But we cannot focus on the national at the expense of the local, certainly not the statewide, uh, because these things are important and they one is in, it's intertwined to the other. Even though the presidential election is a national election, it's obviously they are overseen and organized at the state level per our Constitution. But there's other reasons to pay attention to the state level. A lot of times there's some really good stuff going on at the state level. Not always. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not so good. But here in our good news to start the hour, we go to the state of Iowa where the states, the Senate of the state, passed a bill creating tighter restrictions on land ownership by foreign entities. This was done in its first day of floor debate. Senate file 2204 to give the Attorney General subpoena powers to investigate land ownership. It also increases penalties for foreign entities that fail to file with the Secretary of State or are caught falsifying a report. It passed unanimously with very little discussion on the floor. Governor Kim Reynolds requested the bill. Quote, Iowa plays a major role in feeding and fueling the world, and it is important we maintain our dominance as the leading agricultural powerhouse, the governor said. Going on, she said, but as the threats of foreign ownership of land adapt, so should our laws. American soil should remain in American hands. I am pleased that the Senate has passed my bill providing greater protections for Iowa farmland and increased penalties for foreign owners that do not comply with our laws. There's a companion bill that is expected to move through the House um, as well. The latest foreign holdings of U.S. agricultural land report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows that 1.6% of Iowa's farmland is currently owned by foreign entities. Canada owns the most significant chunk of Iowa's land with 196, uh, excuse me, 198,667 acres. Now, look, I don't know. That kind of worries me more than the, than the, uh, the Islamic states. No, I'm kidding. Well, maybe not. But either way, I don't want the Canucks owning our country. You know who I want to own our land? Americans. I'm funny that way. That's followed by all others with 181,258 acres According to the report that it was uh, includes data through December 31 of 2022, Iowa has one of the strongest laws regulating the ownership of farmland by non-U.S. entities, according to Micah Brown, the staff attorney at the National Agriculture Law Center, who spoke to the Center Square, who wrote the article, uh, about this recent situation. Quote, structurally, it is a good law because it provides enforcement mechanisms and penalty mechanisms that are necessary to enforce. Some states are silent on enforcement and penalty. I think it is very important, especially as we continue to see, particularly the communist Chinese, trying to buy up as much of our country as they can. I think it's somewhat astounding 
and I'm not very easily surprised, but when you find out how lax some of the laws are in our states, it's, it's pretty disturbing how easily foreign entities can come in, buy up land, buy up companies, infiltrate entire industries, and we have to be smarter than that. And then it's not, we can, we can do plenty of trade, we can do all these different things, but again, to sell land, to sell industries, to let them take over massive industries within our country, really is, it, it's not in the best interest of our autonomy and our nation. It's kind of a no-brainer. It shouldn't be a partisan issue, although it has become one. Uh, but very good news out of Iowa that that's what they're doing. Now, a story that caught my eye, it's two that go together. There continues to be a lot of split feelings when it comes to pushing George Santos out of the United States Congress. Of course, he was a sitting member of the Republican Party who had a dubious past, to put it nicely, was under investigation for a number of, of questionable actions and broken, potentially broken laws. And so it seemed the right thing that he should go. Now, many have argued why the Democrats don't police their own in the same way. And I understand that. I tend to, my, my general default in that is we're not the Democrats, we're better than that, so we don't play by those rules. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to do everything the exact opposite either. And there's recently a poll at Just the News. Now, it was just a poll uh, among their, their viewership, their readership. 3,364 people have taken part in the poll thus far. The question was, do you think expelling George Santos was a good decision? 10%, 328 votes, said yes. 2%, 83, uh, 83 votes, said not sure. 88%, 2,953, said that, in fact, they think it was a bad decision. Now, it, the intro to the question uh, reads as follows. Following his historic expulsion from Congress, former New York GOP Rep. George Santos was replaced by Democrat Tom Swazi the Bear, Following a special election, narrowing the Republicans' already slim majority in the House. Do you think so? I guess most of this answer is in light of what happened, do you think it's a good idea? A solid 88% say no. Now, it could be because of stories like this. You remember everyone's favorite charter, Eric Swalwell, he of the honeypot, the Chinese honeypot, bang, bang, or fang, fang, or whatever her name is. Well, he's back in the headlines. According to uh, Open Books, or excuse me, OpenTheBooks.com, which is a nonprofit, nonpartisan watchdog group that is run by Adam Adrowski. Uh, he's out of Illinois, of all places. He he tries to keep up on, on shady spending within government uh, individuals and bodies, so he's a busy job. According to his recent report, Eric Swalwell, Democrat from California, spent more than $2.1 million last year on expenses that include international travel, fine dining, luxury spas, chauffeured cars, child care, and more, according to his filings with the Federal Elections Commission. More than $430,000 of that $2.1 from last year are marked as travel 
expenses. According to campaign records, at least 13000 of that was spent overseas, including trips to the United Kingdom, Germany, Israel, and the United Arab Emirates. Nearly $350,000 of the travel expenses were spent on visiting entities outside of the state of California of where he serves. Now, according to House Ethics Manual, the House Ethics Manual, it allows campaign funds to be used uh, on trips that either attend a campaign or political event or to engage in other campaign activity. In addition to that, the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission, allows a member to use campaign funds to pay for travel and related expenses of his or her spouse and minor children, in addition to, to the to the candidate, at political events and events that the lawmaker is attending in a, an official capacity. Now, of course, what we don't know, according to Adam, is exactly how much of his family was traveling with him on these. His campaign has refused to respond to requests for information detailing that. So according to Andrew, I, I don't want to do this guy's name bad, but it's a difficult one. Uh, Andrew Zuski, I believe is how you say it. According to him, quote, since campaign funds are not taxpayer dollars and donations are not tax deductible, the best way to hold candidates responsible is to quit donating to them uh, if you feel that they're misusing the money. He went on to say, historically, oversight bodies have given wide latitude to political expenditures because the donations are from the private sector and the gifts come from after-tax money. Notably, uh, Santos was expelled, this article points out, coming under fire for use of his campaign money for travel over the course of three years. Santos's campaign spent more than $136,000 on travel, which is significantly less than Swalwell's $430,000. Now, let's not forget, again, this was a major player in the, the phony J6 committee, a phony player in both impeachments of Donald Trump, and, and is known to be, uh, to have a Chinese communist honeypot as a consort. That would not be his wife or children, by the way. Uh, the woman that he was sleeping with was an agent of the communist Chinese government, of which he was not married to her. That can get confusing because, of course, Mitch McConnell's married to it. Well, anyway, we won't go to that, that road. But either way, uh, the Chinese are pervasive in their influence on political figures um, and certainly on the Democrat and the Republican side. That's a lot of money, though. $2.1 million. That's not on campaign. I mean, it's technically campaign expense, but I mean, this wasn't him stumping to run for re-election. It makes you wonder if he'll follow, if he will fall under the same microscope and the same criticism as his fellow former House member, George Santos, who got in a lot of trouble, rightly so, for things he did, including $136,000 of expenses that were not justifiable. But that's certainly a lot less than 430000 and a heck of a lot less than $2.1 million. We'll be waiting with bated breath to see what Hakeem Jeffries has to say about this potential embarrassing moment by Eric Shartwell. The Regular Joe Show.